Good morning, my friends, and welcome to yet another installment of Morning Reload. From very high above all other puerile and insipid forms of Wyoming mainstream media, this is Cowboy State Politics. I, of course, am your illustrious host, David Iverson, firmly ensconced behind the silver Cowboy State Politics microphone and broadcasting to you from the base of the Bighorns in beautiful Buffalo, Wyoming. Good morning, my friends, and welcome to the program. I hope everybody had a good weekend. I certainly did. If you're going to be around Sheridan anytime today or tomorrow, there's a joint judiciary committee hearing that's being held at Sheridan College. No doubt by the time you hear this, most of these topics will have already been discussed. However, uh, this morning they're going to be talking about the sex offender registry, various controlled substances. Uh, There's going to be a discussion of internet crimes against children and a presentation put on by the Division of Criminal Investigation. Closer to the lunch hour, they'll also be talking about parental abductions. Now, that's a case of where two parents get divorced and one decides to move elsewhere for whatever reason and just takes the kid with them. Or it could be as simple as somebody losing custody and then literally abducting their child. You see that one happen a lot, and you usually become aware of it when it comes across to your phone as an amber alert. Not that long ago in Buffalo, there was a case exactly like that. So that's a big issue in the state also. So it sounds to me like the hearing today should be fairly interesting. It deals with all sorts of law enforcement issues. And then tomorrow, it appears that there'll be a lot of agency reviews. So judicial branch updates, uh, the administrative office of court and staffing, court security. They'll talk about the diversion program, the rural attorney program. So all told, it should be an interesting couple of days with the Joint Judiciary Committee. And if you're in Sheridan, go check that out. This morning's broadcast is brought to you by the Buffalo Wool Company. They're the purveyors of the most amazing socks that you'll ever put on your feet. Contrary to what most people believe, wool will keep you warm in the winter and cool in the summer. So I really encourage you to go check out their website. It's thebuffalowoolco.com and get you a pair of the most incredible socks that you'll ever own. And for the other end of your body, you should go check out newtrendhats.com. They're a Wyoming-based company, and they have a wide selection of both hats for both men and women. They make those really cool baseball caps with the ponytail hole on the back of them. So go to their website, newtrendhats.com, and find you something to put on that head of yours. Back in October, I brought you a story of how the Sweetwater County School District is withholding information from parents as it relates to gender identity. And what happened is there was a young student in the Rock Springs High School that decided to come out to her teachers and she wanted to be transgender. Well, the school made the decision all on their own to withhold that information from the parents. Allegedly, this was at the behest of the student. The student's dad, well, stepdad actually, went to the Sweetwater County School Board and asked them why they weren't providing counseling services for his daughter. The exchange took place in September of last year. Now, the child's dad, his name is Sean Willie. Here's what he had to say to the school board, just to refresh your memory. Um, I'm going to speak in regards to the Title IX. As a parent that experienced last year teachers withholding information from a parent with my daughter, it caused more issues with her at home than it did anything else. She was trying to live two lives 
going to school, being referred one way, coming home, being referred another way. And it, it was causing her to have mental breakdowns, lash out at home with her siblings and causing lots of other issues. Now I understand case by case scenario. If you, you, you guys aren't psychologists, you're not licensed counselors. So how can you make the judgment call whether to notify a parent or not on what is going on with their student? If we would have been known, we, once she sat down with a counselor, talked, we got called in, she told us what was going on. So it opened up dialogue with us and her. So I guess my question for the school board and the school is if you're gonna withhold this information from parents, which is, is law, is your guys' right, are you guys gonna provide counseling for these students from a licensed counselor outside of the school that they can talk to to get the help that they need? Because not all students that go through this transgender, that go through these situations are okay. They're having issues mentally and it's a constant battle internally for them. If they're, and, and if you're taking that, that right for a parent to help their, their child, then is the school gonna start providing counseling, outside counseling for these students so they can talk to somebody so they can get the help that they need so it doesn't cause further issues? That, that would be the process as, as I understand it. When the assessment is made that there could be counselors involved, school counselors involved, but trying to work with families, and I, I don't know that your circumstances, and I'm, I'm probably generalizing too much here, but the preferred way would be to work with the student and the families to try to resolve. I was told over a dozen times it was for the health and safety of my child. As teachers, you guys are required to report if you think there's any abuse or any harm that are going to come to a student within the home. No, nothing was filed, nothing, no claims were made, and, but they flew under the flag that they were doing it for my child's safety and protection. Did you notice the long pause before the chairman of the school board said anything? That's because she knows that she was caught red-handed. But there's a larger issue here, and it's not just constrained to sexual identity and all of that stuff. It involves all facets of a child's education. Why is it that a school gets to decide what is in the best interests of the child? That is specifically reserved to parents. The parents are the ultimate authority on what happens with their child. But to completely understand this whole situation, even though we probably don't need any further explanation, you have to hear what was said directly before Sean Willie got up to the microphone. The school district attorney addressed the crowd about Title VII and Title IX. What she had to say was absolutely incredible. It's obvious why the Sweetwater County School District thinks that they know better than a parent on how to raise a child, because they're being advised by this activist attorney. Listen to this. Under Title IX uh, and Title VII, that sex-based discrimination covers sexual harassment. That's where a lot of the focus has been recently because, you know, we had the new Title IX regulations um, 
a year, two years ago um, that, we, that we rapidly implemented and we've been following. Those are the sexual harassment policies. And since that time, there's been a lot of action in the federal courts and the state courts, and then also in the federal agencies that enforce and implement those, those laws. Um, but back to my, my point about sexual harassment, um, that includes misgendering a person. So that's been settled law for quite a while. Misgendering, um, harassing someone based on their either sexual orientation or gender identity is considered sexual harassment, um, not only under Title IX, but also Title VII for employees. Did you hear what she said? It is settled law that misgendering someone equates to sexual harassment. In other words, I could just say that I'm a woman and anyone who doesn't refer to me in the correct pronouns is guilty of sexual harassment. That is absolutely preposterous. Keep in mind, this is the attorney for the Sweetwater County, Wyoming School District. But don't really worry about that attorney. According to Grady Hutcherson, the president of the Wyoming Education Association, the none of this gender identity stuff or discrimination or anything like that is happening in Wyoming. Of course, schools would never try to take away the rights of parents to make decisions in the best interests of their child. That nonsense is not happening in Wyoming. Or at least, that's what president of the Wyoming Education Association, Grady Hutcherson, told the Wyoming legislature last year. But I also think it's time collectively for all of us to start pushing back against some of that ridiculous national rhetoric uh, that Ms. Amon was talking about that we are seeing. This is Wyoming, and much of that nonsense has no place in Wyoming because it's not happening in Wyoming, and it has nothing to do with our phenomenal K-12 education system um, in Wyoming. Except, of course, when a Wyoming school district decides all on their own to start transitioning a child and not inform the parents about it. As you might imagine, uh, there was a little bit of uproar concerning what happened at that Sweetwater County School Board meeting. In fact, the Sweetwater County District Attorney even weighed in on the matter. From the Cowpie on September 15th in an article entitled Pronoun Controversy, Teachers Will Not Get Prosecuted in Sweetwater County for Misgendering Students. And I quote, Dan Aramuspi, I probably got that name wrong, Sweetwater County attorney, told the Cowboy State Daily on Wednesday that misgendering a child or calling them pronouns associated with their biological situation rather than their preference does not fall into the criminal realm in Wyoming. Aramuspi reflected on a Monday meeting for the board of the Sweetwater County School District No. 1, where the public raised questions about the school district's policies surrounding transgender students. The school board's attorney, Carrie Moneyhun, delivered a presentation regarding policies specific to transgender and gay students. Moneyhun said during her presentation that under most court rulings, misgendering a student amounts to sexual harassment. But that's a civil issue, not a criminal one, the district attorney said. The prosecutor did not opine on whether the federal civil rights law treats misgendering as sexual harassment. But he said the act does not constitute a crime in his reading of Wyoming statutes. Quote, the only way his office would become involved in the controversy, he said, is if someone claimed that misgendering a child is child abuse. In his view, it's not. End quote. But all of that was last year. Fast forward to now. Parent Sean Willie and his wife are suing the Sweetwater County School District, as they absolutely should. Claire McFarland of the Cow Pie on April 21st 
writes, in an article entitled Rock Springs Parents Suing School Board for Hiding Daughter's Transgender Identity, and I quote, a Rock Springs couple said their school district helped their daughter socially transition to a boy behind their backs and has coerced teachers into secretly affirming transgender students. The couple is suing the district and its top administrators. The Willies, as parents, assert three civil challenges against the district and administrators that the defendants took away the Willies' parental and due process rights, familial privacy rights, and religious rights. Ashley Willie alleges two more civil counts against the district and administrators as a teacher under their policies, that they took away her right to the free exercise of religion and the right to free speech. The lawsuit complaint accuses the district and administrators of calling the Willie's then 15-year-old daughter by a boy's name and he-him pronouns behind the Willie's backs and actively hiding the girl's transition from their parents. Skip a couple paragraphs. Quote, Ashley Willie was teaching in a junior high school in the district during the events the lawsuit describes. She alleged the district has required her and other teachers to affirm transgender students in secret from their parents if the students wish. Quote, Staffers are deceiving parents by treating and referring to children one way when communicating with parents and another way at school, the suit alleges, calling this policy a violation of parental rights, family privacy, and religious beliefs. End quote. Given all the audio sound bites that I just played for you from that Sweetwater County School Board meeting, it seems pretty obvious, to me at least, that the school district is absolutely guilty of everything that the Willies allege. Frankly, my friends, it's amazing to me that anyone denies that any of this stuff is happening in Wyoming schools. Being completely objective about the whole situation, look where most of our teachers come from. 49% are hired directly out of the University of Wyoming. And our university, by any measure, is among the most liberal institutions in the United States. I understand that that's a pretty hard pill to swallow for most Wyoming citizens, but unfortunately, it is absolutely the truth. And in the coming weeks, I'm going to prove that to you. But my friends, there is a bright light at the end of all of this. It's still Wyoming, after all. We can still change the people that are on the school board. We can change the policies that are being enacted in our schools. And though it's a little bit higher bar, we can change what happens at the university. But to make it all happen, we have to stop being silent. We have to be honest about the things that are happening in our own community, in our own school districts, with our own children and our own families. To put it another way, and to be much more blunt about it, what's required is that we all get off our butts and do something. To that end, I'm off to Sheridan to attend that Judiciary Committee meeting. If anything happens, I'll be sure to report it to you on Wednesday. Have a good week, and we'll talk again on Wednesday's program. But for now, from the base of the Bighorns, in beautiful Buffalo, Wyoming, I'm David Iverson, and this is the one and only Cowboy State Politics. <laughs>